Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. All right, welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast, Kevin and Chuck. Today, well, today we put together a six-step survival plan. Um, A lot of people, when they first get into prepping or realize, hey, you know, I'm not completely in control of my life or, you know, hey, anything could happen at any time or, hey, my government really sucks. You know, when you come to reality with any of these things, um, it turns out you're like, wait. I should be a little bit prepared. And this can be overwhelming and scary. Uh, This can, you know, put you on edge where you feel like, hey, you know, I'm a little nervous. Anything could happen and and I'm not really ready for it. Well, we want to help you get there. We want you to learn the steps that are simple, straightforward, and where your priorities should be and how to get your life in order. Um, how to be prepared for whatever may come. So hopefully we're going to answer all that. Actually, I know we're going to answer all that. So I got an excellent list and we're going to get right to it. Kevin, where do we start? The, yeah, the first one the first one is uh, developing a personal profile. Now, what I mean by that is is kind of uh, taking a minute to do do a self-inventory. Um, so let's, you know, as Teddy Roosevelt famously, uh, once said, if you could kick the person in the ass that caused you the most problems, uh, you wouldn't be able to sit down for a week. That, that sounds accurate. That's a valid statement. Most of our problems are caused by ourselves and it's by not being aware or getting in our own way or, uh, you know, any of a million different ways that we, we kind of unknowingly self-sabotage ourselves. One of the main things that that your brain is always telling you is to 
sit down, relax. You're tired. I am tired. You don't have time to go to the gym. You don't yes. have time to go for a walk. You're too tired to, to you know, do uh, 50 squats real quick because uh, you got to keep that buttocks in yes. shape. I mean, there's a lot of important things that we overlook, uh, you know, whether it's our age or uh, how infrequently we, you know, exercise, how we eat, you know, hamburgers and cheese. Uh, cheeseburgers, french fries, and all that garbage that we're shoveling into our mouth all the time. There's a million different ways that we're, you know, that we're, um, that we can improve ourselves just through little steps, you know, basics. All right. I like that. Suggestions? Where, where do I start, Kevin? I get a little overwhelmed. I'm like, oh, I should hit the gym. And then, eh. so you're, you're saying maybe take on small steps. Keep moving in the right direction. It can get overwhelming. So if perhaps I decided, hey, I work in a big factory and and I have all these giant pieces of pipe, would it be wrong to put a pull-up bar up in the factory and do pull-ups every day? It, it turns out mm-hmm. when I, I did the everyday thing, you might want to cut it down to every other day for pull-ups. Um, you may want to find the time to do a hundred pushups a day. You can do that every day, but the pull-ups, it turned out, it was like, start out at like three or four and then it goes down to like two and then the next day, like one, like I can't even move anymore. And then when you took that break, you do. Yeah. Yeah. If you do two pull-ups every day that's two pull-ups ahead of everybody else in the world so exactly no and uh, don't think like two three pull-ups that's not where it ends believe it or not it's kind of like running where you do two and then a week later it's three and then a week later it's mm -hmm. four and then it's six and then it's eight and then you're doing 10 pull-ups and then you're like all right if i can do 10 pull-ups i'm a man and to hell with the rest of you right I mean that's yeah. not to, not to brag, but I I can do twenty easy, dude. Just put it out you're there. You're a dick. Also, dude, you don't need to shame the rest <laughs> of us. All right, you know some of us yeah. are also, are maxing out at like eight right now. So I don't want to hear mm-hmm. about your twenty. And you got to realize yeah. I'm lifting a lot more weight than you are. I'm lifting two of you, so I'm probably twice the man you are. Is the way I well <laughs> in more ways than one. <laughs> All right, fair enough. I'll, I'll give you that. Um, all right, so another thing that you need to concentrate on when you're uh, working on developing your per- personal profile is think about things like that. Yeah. Think about your age, your weight. Um, I, I know one of the biggest problems that people run into is that they're not getting the uh, the appropriate amount of vegetables in. Okay. Uh, people love to love to slam sandwiches and... and I th- I think the number one vegetable consumed in the United States right now is is potatoes. Yes, and that's because of French fries. I do like French fries. You know, get some broccoli, get some Brussels sprouts, get some beans in there, man. Even corn, all that stuff is great. I, I feel like uh, I've got a unnatural hatred for corn because uh, I was raised in the middle of a bunch of corn fa- fields and I was fed that all, every every night. But you know, you got to get your vegetables. You got to get your your, you know, your proteins in there. Leave the ho-hos on the shelf. Ooh. You don't need them every day. You don't need to eat a cookie for dessert every day. 
You don't need to have a bowl of ice cream. Settle down with the sugar. Yeah. Just take it easy. Yeah, one of the guys I work with just got all excited because he's like, oh, in the vending machine, you can get two big, like, ho-hos for a dollar. And I'm like, yeah, that that's right. not a good thing. I'm like, that's not going to help you. But, you know, to each, yeah. to each their own. I know own. that uh, a lot of people are, are, you know, on the move every day. They're too yeah. busy to really, like, you know, make themselves a, a healthy lunch or something. But even in most gas stations, they have bananas and apples. They do, and that's a lot of sugar. But it's also a lot better for you than a than a, a Coke or a, you know, yeah, a, a ring ding. So just just be conscientious of that sort of stuff, and and you know, maybe take a few minutes and kind of uh, pay attention to what you're eating throughout the week. You know, yeah, pay attention to how much sleep you're getting. Uh, pay attention to um, to what you're doing to educate yourself and not, not just entertain yourself. No, breaking in some salads and that kind of stuff, it can really, you know, I mean, just mixing it in here and there. Um, I, I, right. I found that, you know, not snacking or eating throughout the day makes a big difference in being able to drop a few pounds, you know. Um, mm. You know, when I, I finish eating at work or whatever, I eat dinner, and that should be it for the end of the day. And coming home and having like, oh, well, I'm tired and it's 11 o'clock at night and I should eat something else. Eh, maybe don't. Maybe don't go yeah, for the alcohol. Just not. It turns out, you know, it, maybe yeah. that would be better. Thomas Jefferson's quote was, uh, "Better, it's better to go to bed hungry than to wake up in debt. Okay. And some of that stuff that you're eating... Is, is putting you in, in health debt, not not financial debt. I like it. But <clears throat> it's a way to think about things. Now, the second one that we wanted to talk about kind of rolls right into this okay. one, is, is matching your fine finances to your plan. Uh, anybody that's been to the grocery store lately knows that things are almost out of control with prices of food. They right are now. a little it's, hairy. It's just preposterous. Yes. I went and bought a, a week's worth of groceries, <clears throat> and I spent $300 and I'm not even eating steak or shrimp this weekend, this week. So I oh. mean, prices are are out of control. Now, what what uh, do you pay for I know eggs you, where you live? I, I know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't buy no. eggs anymore. It's been so Can't. long since I've actually had to buy eggs. All right. I know milk is almost five dollars a gallon. Though. Milk is five a gallon. All right. Yeah. Uh, eggs are eggs are over over two. I think they're just under three up oh, here. That's anymore. not bad. Yeah, that's about what we're paying here. Because we went from like thirty seven cents a dozen to like two or three dollars. So mm-hmm. it's it's made a change. And my chickens yeah. have made it that I'm not going from walk in the backyard was my price before, and now it's kind of right. like winter time, yeah. and you get like two, and I'm like, oh, you guys suck. Yeah, and I know the the winter time. It's a you know I got a uh, got a light for my a solar yes. light for my uh, hen yeah. or my uh, coop. Yeah, and uh, you know basically as soon as the the sun goes down, it lights yes. up, and it's supposed to make the ducks and the chickens lay more yes. eggs. But really, all it makes them do is make all sorts of noise all <laughs> like all night. They think it's daytime, and they're just quacking and and squawking and being assholes all night. So I think I'm gonna have to start turning that thing off. It's more problems that, that, than it's worth. That sounds right. So, uh, all right. So how can we get our, our budget in order? Like, what are some steps? So I know a lot of people have a lot of subscriptions and 
and pay for things that are just kind of ridiculous. Um, a lot of younger people, it's hard to get into that mindset of saving for retirement and kind of putting right. it. Now, again, telling you, hey, buddy, you should be putting in your 401k. You could be like, yeah, Chuck. So I could be like you and, and put in maybe 10 grand into the 401k and see it go down 12 grand. That would be awesome. Right. I should do that. Well, no, that's not exactly what I'm saying. That's yeah. not necessarily where you want to be. But yeah. you could do some little squirreling away. Maybe instead of the subscription to Amazon Prime or Netflix or something like that or Spotify or Hulu or Hulu maybe podcast. maybe you just cut down to one of them or two of them. And you cut out the other three, or maybe you get rid of the Hallmark subscription, the, the HBO, the Showtime, the other things that you add to Prime that are, you know, every month and you forgot about, you don't even watch anymore. Um, maybe mm -hmm. you go to some of those and you cut back half of them. And if you're like, but Chuck, I, I just need a subscription. It just makes me feel good. All right. Get a subscription to the like silver or gold buyer club. And have mm -hmm. them send you coins every month. You know, there's a bunch right. of companies out there that you can build up, you know, where it just puts in $20 a month or whatever. And then when they have enough to buy a coin or two, they ship them out. Maybe that's how you want to do it. I'm just saying there yeah. are ways to start to make better choices. Um, you know, they always say, you know, you can save all that money making coffee at home. I would say... By drinking real coffee like a man, you'd be doing yourself a favor anyway. Instead of that foo-foo mm -hmm. sugar nonsense that people might get. Um, just saying. Now, maybe getting rid of coffee altogether has some health benefits. I haven't figured out what any of them would be, so I haven't bothered. But uh, I've heard people say... <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to try and find that out. I, I mean, I've heard yeah. people say... Yeah, but I mean, also, I mean, it makes it, it there's, it's a valid point, though. I mean, right now, if I go to McDonald's or, or uh, Burger King for lunch, I'm spending almost $15 here in upstate New right. York. $15, you know, five times a week, that's not just bad for my uh, health, it's bad for my budget. Right. There's a lot of stuff that, that you could just cut out uh, that would just be better for yeah. you in general. Um, now, what do you... Number three on, on our list here today is, uh, what was number three? Bug out bag or like a get home bug bag. Out bag. Just get your stuff kind of together. Right. So I, I think more important would be putting together a good get home bag. Now, if you really don't mm -hmm. understand what goes in there and whatever, we did do a, a really detailed one. Um, I think we have one on the YouTube channel, which you may want to like and right. subscribe to the YouTube channel. That would only make your life better. Um, but you could also, um, go ahead and, uh, you know, put together a bag with the essentials that if you ended up getting stuck and it took a day or two days or three days to get home, yeah. what would you need? Some kind of water purification, possibly some stuff in your car to keep you warm, um, Hat, hats, hats, gloves, that yep. kind of thing. Um, you might want maybe a flashlight, right? That could be cool. Uh, yeah, maybe extra bullets. I'm just saying some, you know, it depends what state you live in. 
Maybe if you live in mm-hmm. one of those communist states, you have like a little pen knife that you can stick somebody in the eye with or something. Maybe yes. if you live in New York, like you could just carry a sharp stick in the back of your car because, you know, that already puts you ahead they of the rest of the. So in New York State, it is legal to carry nunchucks. Nunchucks, now. right. So I'm starting with nunchucks. Also, you know, also I've given myself three concussions since <laughs> I started trying to learn how to use nunchucks. But I mean, it's it's a step. You can also have a tactical pen, Ooh. which actually works as a pen, or you could stab somebody in the neck in the neck with, and at least leave I mean, a bruise. I mean, you know, there yeah, is something. <laughs> yeah, multi multi use tools is all I'm saying. You know, you want to cut down on weight and maximize your, you know, what you can carry with you. Multi tool yeah. is great yeah, to throw it's, in and there. I mean, like I have a, uh, a lot of those, those things, things, with you know, like a nice sharp knife, um, um, ways to purify some water, that kind of thing. Yeah. I would also suggest having a uh, a car safety uh, a car safety uh, ba- box. Okay, you know, that's a, I have a box, so you can have a bag, whatever. Right. But it, you know, jumper cables, um, you know, tool set, wrench set. Um, basic stuff like that. You know, I have a little, little, uh, ratchet set in there. I've got a couple of wrenches and that's not all just for you. You know what I mean? If somebody's broken down on the side of the road and you can get them back on the road real quick, yeah. why not, why not do that? You know, every once in a while, somebody's stranded in a, in a parking lot cause they left their headlights on or something like that. If you can give them a quick jump, that's great. And if you got them in, in, uh, your own car, just for your own personal use, that's great. Right. Um, but really some basic what you want to have is is access to basic tools and the knowledge to know how to use them. Right. Um, all right. Uh, number four is food. Now, when it comes to food, as preppers, I think that's our uh, one of our one of our main go to. Yeah. It's a great way to invest money. It's a great way to save money, but it's also a great way to plan for a for a you know a temporary power outage or. Uh, you know, a million different disasters, even losing your job. It's a great right. thing to have a couple of weeks worth of food ready to go. Yep. No, that, that extra bit of preparedness. Now, there's a couple of ways to approach it. Um, the easiest way is to kind of just throw money at it. And by throwing money at it, you can, you know, buy one of those long-term food storage kits and have stuff that's packed and sealed and you want to put it in a place where it's going to be free from rodents and free from, you know, things that are, are going to destroy it, free from weather, uh, temperature, different things that could really take a toll. Um, the mm-hmm. next thing you'd want to do is uh, you're saying, well, Chuck, you know, I've seen those and, and they want $2,000 or $3,000 for a couple of months worth of food. And you're right. You know, we don't need to be spending that kind of money. There, there's a bunch of other ways, and, and we have some shows on that and things that you guys could really dig deep into on how to really get the most bang for your buck. But guess what? You can start small. You can start by buying an extra something that's on sale each week, you know, if that's where your budget's at. Like, hey, you know, this stuff is finally at a reasonable price. Let me just buy four cans instead of two cans of tomato sauce, Right. And you set that aside and you start to build a little bit more. You know, maybe your budget allows for a little bit more than that. Maybe you are like, hey, 
you know what, I can't buy $2,000 worth of long-term food storage, but I could spend $40 extra on food and set a little aside. Uh, there's certain things you right. can buy that will actually make your budget go a little bit further. I would look at things like like rice, right? Uh, beans. Right, rice is great. You know, that stuff's pretty Dried cheap. beans, especially if you get yeah. dry beans in the bag, you're not spending a lot of money on that, you know? Those beans will go a long way. Another one uh, with rice is, is uh, pasta. Yes. You know, people think about freeze-dried food as, as like, you know, something they don't want to eat. Right. But the truth of the matter is you eat a lot of freeze-dried food already. You know, you're already eating rice. You're already eating pasta. Um, a lot of these basic stuff uh, go a long way to really, um, uh, really stretching out your budget and also, you know, Maybe it's not the healthiest food, but you want you need calories. You need calories to burn if you're going to be in a situation where you're going to have to be more active than normal and you're going to be uh, short on short on uh, food. Calories are a big deal. You yeah. Know? One of my things is I always have too much peanut butter. I uh, I don't even like peanut butter that much, but I have like five jar ca- jars of peanut butter in my cabinet. I need to make a whole shelf just for peanut butter, but it lasts a long time if it's unopened. And even after it is open, it'll last a right. long time. There's a lot of grocery stores. I know when I was up in New York, they had, uh, I think, Price Chopper or something. Would always have the, like, 10 for 10 um, or that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Now it's probably, with today's budget world, it's probably, like, 4 for 10. But whatever. You know, but I used mm-hmm. to be able to go in and buy, like, 10 jars of, like, Peter Pan peanut butter. You know, they were, like, smaller jars. But a dollar jar of peanut right. butter is pretty awesome, you know. And I would do, and what I did was I would buy like the 10 and maybe at the end of the year I had like four that I didn't use or something like that. And I would take those and give them to, you know, somebody who maybe needed stuff a little bit more than I did, you know, as I would start to approach the, the expiration date or that, that kind of thing. And, but you could kind of get a lot of bang for your buck on stuff like that. Crushed tomatoes, tomato sauce, stuff like that'll come on sale. And that's the thing. You just take advantage and start to look. Keep an eye out. And again, as your budget dictates, you know, really, if you have some money and you have some way to safely store these items, then you should be looking at, uh, you know, buying a little bit more. But mm. if your budget allows for $10 a week worth of extra food, you know, I hope it's $20 now as, you know, things start to go up. But, you know, I understand budgets are tight for everybody. Um, Moving right along, our next thing is bullets. And bullets are coming down in price again. Um, If you look, uh, I think the last, the best deal that I just saw recently for 5.56 with brass casings, I think I could get it shipped. It was like 460 bucks for a thousand rounds. And I know that sounds pretty horrible. But it's a lot better than it was a year ago. That's what I can tell you. Um, and maybe five hundred, maybe two hundred, maybe getting a handgun with a hundred rounds is tripling what you have right now. Maybe that's where you need to be. Maybe Kevin needs to get a little bit shinier pair of nunchucks. You know, whatever. You step up your game to the level that you could be at. Maybe you get. A four-inch knife or whatever—I don't know what's legal in New York. What, like a maybe a sharp pen, right? 
Maybe you go by the Bic yeah. with the extra fine point. So you can yeah. stab somebody. If you're somebody in New York, eye, Illinois, you know? or California, right. you've got some uh, some permitting issues that you might have to either comply with or get around somehow. Yeah. I'm not suggesting anybody break the law, but why is it the state's business on what, what you have in your own house? Maybe they should mind their own fucking business and you should vote for better people. Ooh, but ooh. that's getting aside of the point. Um, the The fact of the matter is that there are going to be some basic safety concerns in any bad situation. Uh, I used to live out in an apartment complex in California when I was uh, younger, and uh, the power went out, the whole area. And I was sitting outside with uh, some neighbors, and uh, this guy was just walking down the the street past the apartments. And the guy I was sitting with jumped up and, you know, said, what what the fuck do you want? Get out of here. You know, chased him off. And I said, what was that all about? He goes... This is the power's out. He goes, people are walking around right now looking for empty houses because there's no lights anywhere. He goes, you know, there are shady people doing shady shit all the time. And you need to be aware of that. You know, just because you and your neighbors are decent people doesn't mean that somebody can't walk through your neighborhood that's not a decent person. And I'm not saying that you need to shoot everybody that comes in your neighborhood that you don't recognize. But maybe you should. I'm just saying that, yeah, in bad situations, bad bad people take advantage. Yeah. And it's just important to be aware of that. Yeah. No, that sounds right. Um, Yeah, you just need to be alert. And you need to have the tools that are available to you. And that's something, you know, that you should be thinking about. And you need to know how to use the tools that are available to you, too. There you go. You know, if if you've got a firearm and you bought it and then went to the range one time and then put it in the cabinet... And then six years later, you need to use it. You're not going to know what the hell you're doing. Right. You need to you need to use that equipment and understand how it works and get proficient with yeah. it, whether it's a firearm or a, a screw gun. You know what right. I mean? Whatever your tools are, you need to know how to use them. They're useless if you don't know how to use them uh, properly. Right. Um, I mean, I would say, you know, hey, I, I'm big with, uh, I, I have like eight inch targets and a hundred yard range, and with my rifle, you should be able to walk out there and bang an eight inch target at a hundred yards while you're standing up, not all laying down with a ten x scope and you know everything perfect. No, you should be able to pick up a rifle and hit something at a hundred yards. If you're not, you need to step up your game. You know, you need to go out there and put a little time. And, you know, figure out how to get better. Now, I can be a little bit better than that. Maybe you don't need to be at that level. But you need to be able to bang a target, an 8-inch target at 100 yards. You need those skills. Um, I would say go out and try hunting. You know, I know the season's coming to an end for most of us. But, uh, you know, go out there and see what it's like. See what it takes to really shoot something and and get a handle on it. You know, that's something that you need to kind of do as as a prepper, as as somebody who's prepared to handle business. You need to understand how that game is played Um, because there are so many people who don't understand that game. And, you know, they say survival of the fittest. Well, there's a reason they say that. And it's the people who have their shit together that are going to be the ones that come through and, you know, and come out on top. The last thing 
that you need to focus on, I think, is having your house in order, your homestead. Um, you know, what is your plan for water when the power goes out? Uh, if things change, what do you do? You know, there's a lot of things you need to look into. Now, we've done episodes where we go deep on each one of these topics, but there are things that you need to, you know, think about. Um, all right, you're saying, well, Chuck, you know, I, I don't have anything. There's no creek. There's no pond. I don't have a well. I'm basically limited. All right, well, find out what you do have. Could you buy a water bob plastic insert for your tub that you could just throw in there and fill up with water if power went out, right? Um, you know, because usually if you don't have a well, that water will keep coming for a day or so or a couple hours, depending where you are. Um, do you have something you can fill up? Do you know that you could go to your water heater and pull water out of there? Do you know that you could fill your washing machine? And yeah, that water might be kind of eh and kind of soapy and you might not want it for a fun drink. You might be able to use that water for your toilet or something like that, right? That That's something you might want to look into. Do you know that there's water in the back of your toilet tank? You know, think about the options. Can you set aside a couple gallons? Can you put them under the bed in the limited storage area? You know, um, these are things that matter. Uh, maybe your college dorm room, right? Maybe you have the 24 pack of bottled water and you keep an extra one. Not I work through 24 until it's empty and then go buy another one. Maybe I have two 24s and I use one and I have one as a backup. That might be something smart that you want to think about. Water's a big deal. Water matters. Do you have options for backup power? Are these options protected against an EMP? Um, a solar panel, probably be okay with an EMP. But your charge controller, your inverter to get that power back out, that probably isn't going to make it through an EMP. Do you have a backup plan for that? All right, Chuck, EMPs are crazy and that'll never happen. Okay, that's all right. You don't need to maybe go that far, but how far do you need to go? Do you have extra batteries, batteries for your flashlights, for your devices? Do you have enough that, you know, are you going to burn through two batteries in a day? So where does that get you? You know, if you're using a flashlight all night long, you know, that kind of thing, right? How many, how far can you go? Do you have a radio, some way to listen to emergency information if, you know, the power was out? That's something you need to think about. Um, all right. So we talked about, do we have food? We have guns. We have, you know, all this stuff in our house. Um, how well is your house protected? If somebody comes up and bangs on your door right now with a, you know, angry fist, can you check out who it is before you open that door? Do you have a way to see there? Right. Um, all right. Is there a weapon or something nearby? Like, how would you responsibly answer that door and know that you're going to be able to control the situation and be in charge. Now, some of you might right. go as far as to have a mannequin all dressed up, filled with Tannerite, and he might answer the door for you. That's one way to go. Mm -hmm. And some of you might be <laughs> at a different level where you're like, hey, no, I don't have that, but I do have, you know, a handgun strapped to my side. Or, hey, 
I, I live in the city and I'm afraid of guns and, and I'm a scared child. So I have a baseball bat somewhere nearby. Do you have that? Mm-hmm. You know, what are your options? And what I would say is if you are limited with the weapons available to you, that's when it's time to step up your skill and your ability. That's when you really need to focus on your natural hand-to-hand combat skills, your alertness, your preparedness. These are the things you need to start paying attention to. Um, Mm -hmm. Now, I know Kevin always mentions like smoke detectors, that kind of thing. Do you have your house covered for basic emergencies? Do you have things in order? Do you have a bunch of dead limbs and, and leaves all around your tree that are just a fire hazard waiting to happen? Or do you have things kind of cleaned up and squared away? Do you have a big dying tree in your front yard, you know, with a giant branch hanging over your front door that could, you know, a widow maker just waiting to take somebody out? You know, it doesn't do any good if you have a year's worth of food storage, but you don't have your house in order, right? These right. are things you need to be aware of and thinking about. You need to be, hey, let me just look around. What's going on? Do you have a way to heat your house when the power's out? You know, a lot of people are like, oh, I'll just do this. Oh, I have this little space heater. All right, you have a kerosene heater in the garage that you might be able to dig out and put in the living room. Do you have kerosene for it? Do you have kerosene for one day? Or do you have kerosene for five days? You know, um, do you have an alternative method that you can switch to? Do you have a room you guys can all hang out and some kind of, you know, little heater that you can use to heat it? What are your options? These are things you need to start preparing for. Um, Basically, how to handle your own business. That's your job as a prepper, as a survivalist, is finding ways to handle your business, how to take care of your family, take care of the people who you've made a commitment to the people you care about, the people you love. There is no worse feeling than being unable to do something when, you know, your family's in danger and not being able to provide for them. Right. Right. I know there's a lot of, uh, a lot of basic stuff that, that people do uh, around their house. Um, like landscaping and, you know, everybody likes to have a nice lawn that's big in the United States. It's having a, a nice lawn. Uh, but, you know, things, a lot of things like that that you're doing, you can make minor, minor changes to and get a big reward, you know, by doing so. Uh, replacing your lawn with, um, with clover is a great idea. You know, get some wildlife in your yard, something that you have access to. Uh, instead of planting flowers, plant some ve- vegetable bushes. You know, some uh, blueberry bushes. Instead of, um, you know, instead of grading your your yard so it's nice and flat, uh, grade it so that it collects some water in a certain area. Right. There's a lot of small changes you can do uh, that'll give you a big um, a big advantage, even if it's just a you know a, a two weeks of of power outage. You know, having some candles available and and things like that go a long way, but having a, a yard that you can provide a, a small amount of food for yourself um, for a week or two, supplement some of your uh, your freeze-dried food with some fresh vegetables, those are, you know, 
those are a, a big step up. Uh, Chuck and I are both real big on on gardening, big proponents of of growing some of your own food, whether it's a lot of uh, a lot of food or just a couple of a uh, couple of vegetables to keep your hand at it. Um, you know, I I like to keep a, a small amount of livestock. Um, my you know personally, it's it's ducks and chickens, but some people do goats and and sheep, and you know those are great sources of food. Um, when when your budget comes into question and when when your just day to day life uh, gets a little hiccup in it, you know, can't run to the grocery store because it's Saturday morning and I wanted to sleep in, but I still want you know still want eggs for breakfast. You're all set to go. There's a lot of a uh, lot of minor things you can do in your day to day life that uh, add a, a big benefit, you know. Uh, another thing that I would say is when it comes to home security, uh, like Chuck was saying, you have somebody angry banging at your front door. Can they bang in your front door? Can they kick your front door in? Cause if so, maybe you need to like step up that front door a little bit. Um, can somebody sneak into your backyard and, and come in through your, your side door? I don't know. Maybe, uh, somebody shouldn't be able to get into your side door unless, uh, you let them in. You know, unless you're opening that door and unlocking it from the inside. And a lot of the basic stuff just comes from locking your doors and windows. Right. Um, do you leave your house all day and don't even... I live in the country. Nobody's out here. I don't have to worry about that stuff. Well, not until somebody breaks into your house, you don't have to worry about it. I had a good, a good friend of mine that lived way out in the country and somebody broke into his house and stole his guns. You know, you might not think you have a whole lot of things worth value, Um but to certain people, you do. And right. certain people, kicking a front door in is not a big deal to do. And it's not outside of their character. There are bad people in the world. And they live out in the country just like they live out in the city. Yeah, not exactly. And you need to, you know, be aware of that. Maybe have a plan where, hey, somebody bangs on my front door. I can slip out the side door or the back door and loop around and come up behind them. Um you set the terms, but unless you think of it and you have a plan of how you're going to react, I mean, that's in so many situations that can be the game changer is you having a plan of attack. That's why we discuss these things. That's why we talk about this stuff all the time is when you consider each scenario, you kind of think through and, and go through the different options of how you might respond it's going to be the difference in whether you're the victim or the victor. You know, that's really what it comes down to is having a plan. And, you know, we did broad strokes. We covered, you know, how to, you know, basically start to get your house in order, how to put things, you know, the way they should be so you'll be prepared for whatever comes up. But that's what prepping's all about. And it's important to take inventory and kind of have a focus, you know, every now and again and kind of go through and say, what steps, where am I falling short? Where am I coming up weak? And where do I need to improve? You know, um, medical stuff. Do you have medical supplies, uh, your prescriptions, that kind of stuff? Do you have, you know, triple antibiotic? I, I always use like Orogel for like numbing, you know, if I had to do stitches or that kind of thing on the kids, they get a little, you know, oh, it hurts, whatever. You have options. 
But do you have this stuff in your inventory? Do you have a reasonable amount of triple antibiotic or bacitracin or something like that? Do you have bandages? Um, you know, a lot of us in the uh, gun uh, knife world, do you have tourniquets? You know, that kind of thing. Do you have, you know, exactly, be prepared. Um, how important is it to, you know, have your stuff together and play these scenarios out? That's what will make the difference. So I just wanted to kind of go through the, the steps and, and the areas that I always think are important that kind of seem to be the recurring theme. And it's because it matters. You need to have your house in order in order to handle business. And once you get your budget under control, your food worries, I don't have to run out to the store when something you know goes wrong. Oh, there's a hurricane coming. I have to go with the thousand other people and fight through the grocery store to get the last loaf of bread. No, I have supplies set aside. I mean, I might step up something when something, some big event or something happens, but for the most part, I'm not desperate. I don't have to put my family in harm's way in order to go get that bread and milk to cover, you know, through the day. And that's what you need to do as a prepper is start to take charge and you just make steps. You take baby steps in the right direction and you just keep getting better every day. And that's the thing. All right, I can't do full-on workout. I don't have time for that, whatever. All right, but can you do 20 push-ups at the end of the day, every day, or when you wake up, right? Can you do some sit-ups? Can you do a little bit? Can you go for a walk with the wife after dinner? Um, you know, these are the things that you start to do to start to, you know, put yourself ahead of everybody else. And it's not a matter of being better than other people. It's about being able to help people, how to help yourself, help your family, and help the people that you care about. That's right. really and don't what be it one comes of the people that to. need help. You know, that's another big thing. Don't be yeah. one of the people that's taxing everybody else because you didn't you didn't have anything prepared. So I mean it's it's one of those things that I I, I hear people like denigrate prepping for a lot of in a lot of different ways. You the know, uh, one of the, the things yeah. Yeah, one of the things I hear is like, uh, you know, you're hoarding. Well, it's not hoarding if you're buying everything when nobody else is is, is chasing after it. It's another thing right. to not have anything, and then uh, something happens and you run out and buy all the last bottles of water or all the last things off the shelf because you didn't have anything prepared. Right. Uh, there's going to be a lot of people in an emergency situation that aren't prepared. You don't want to be one of those people. You don't want to be one of those people that's, you know, that's that's – you know, fist, fist fighting in the aisle to make sure that you get the last box of spaghetti, uh, right. you know, before the, uh, for the food shortage starts. Um, when the pandemic started, I know, you know, I don't think, uh, anybody doesn't remember a couple of times going to the grocery store where the shelves were just empty. You went out right. looking for something specific and it wasn't there because it wasn't, wasn't delivered or somebody else had bought the last bit of it. Um, you know, people were really panic buying and, uh, it's nice to be able to go in and choose what you want to buy. Even in an emergency situation, maybe you just want a couple of, uh, pieces of fresh fruit for the next few days, you know, right. but at least you're not going to starve to death. And it's, uh, you know, and it comes a lot more often than, than people like to think, you know, oh, prices have really gone up. People say that sort of stuff. 
Well, prices are going to keep going up, and eventually you might not be able to afford the things that you want to have. Um, you know, I like I said, I, I went to the grocery store the other day and spent $300, and I barely got a week's worth of food. Right. It's, uh, you know, things are crazy right now. Uh, yeah. Your paycheck isn't going up, but your bills definitely are. And it's uh, it's nice to be a little bit self-sufficient in your day-to-day life to kind of mitigate some of those costs. Yeah, not exactly. Um, yeah. And you know, what, one of the comments here is, you know, Hey, maybe start to step up the skills in order to prepare. And those skills might be gardening, farming, they might be hunting. They might be how to forage for food. You know, these kind of things can all, you know, step up your game of how to take care of yourself and how to make your resources last. If you can recognize what's available around you, then, you know, what opportunities? So many people, you know, end up starving to death when they're surrounded by things that they could be eating, you know, be it cattails or, you know, something a little more unusual and, and right. And, you know, you're not going to randomly eat mushrooms when you don't know anything about them. We've all heard scary stories, but it turns out you can learn about them. You can learn how to recognize things that are safe and that are available to you you know take a foraging class you know find a way to step up your game but that's where you know that's what it comes down to is you starting to take control of your life the more you're prepared the less you're dependent on the government on somebody else and on a system that's very fragile and may not be there to support you and that's what you need to understand you know the way our government spends money and manages things it's possible that they won't always be there and able to step up and hand you your snap benefit card you know that kind of thing your ebt um you know it's very possible that you may need to take care of yourself one day who knew right i I know as an american that used to be our mindset right it used to be the standard of what we were about you know i handle my own business exactly and and now we're so far from that. So, you know, maybe uh, maybe maybe listen to, to grandma when she kids. tells those stories. You know, listen to grandpa and what what he went through. Um, you know, old people are full of wisdom. I'm getting old myself. I still haven't found that wisdom, but I mean, no, I'm looking for it, Kevin. Yeah, exactly. So with that, I would say it's time to get your house in order. A great way to do that is to maybe sign up for our email list at preppingbadass at gmail.com. Or wait, at preppingbadass.com. You can email us with questions and concerns at preppingbadass at gmail.com. Like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you download it. Leave a review. Tell your friends. All those things help us help you. Um, the bigger we grow the brand, the more it is, you know, worth our time and effort to keep putting out information like this. So I would say with that, stay safe and we will talk to you guys next week. Survival and Basic Badass Podcast is a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. Mm-hmm.